Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. I mean, the, 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 the weather's so beautiful here in Arizona right now, and it's, uh, anyway, got up early, and, and it's late afternoon, and the weather was so nice, and I just, like, crashed. My wife goes, aren't you going to, don't you have a podcast to do? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, man, so um, how's, how's the weather back there in, uh, in Montana? It's nice. It's, the snow's starting to melt. Um, we just got snow about two weeks ago for really the first, like, well, probably second since October time that we've had it for any accumulation that's actually stuck. And then, um, it's, it's 50 today. So it's nice. So it starts yeah. soupy, but it's nice. So. Nice. Now you, you were saying that, uh, you just, uh, is that your son Hunter? Is, did you, was that what his name was? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's 10 and, uh, he's 10. I said, he's quite the character. Oh, <laughs> and you, you had, you guys had, uh, jujitsu practices afternoon. Yeah, he's been taking it since he was three, so he's pretty. Oh, he's pretty handy to it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he he and he wanted to do it. I was like, okay, if you want to do it. So he's it, it, we keep he keeps having to go back to a white belt because of every time that we've moved, you know, we've moved uh, to Seattle and back. But he went right. to a, now that he came back to Montana, he went to a different different dojo, but. Um, he, uh, it's nice though because the kids think, oh, well, there's a new kid. I can kind of school him, and then like he he takes them to takes him to task. <laughs> so it's good. That's cool. Now, are you? I don't know if we talked about that before or not. Do you, are you into martial arts or mixed martial arts or anything? Or yeah, I used to be. Um, I took some, uh, a guy named Al Thomas, who's like a, I think he's one of the first, you know, Caucasian American guys to get his black belt but he trained a lot with like gene labelle and those guys and so i used to do uh, he had a, a, a six system deal that he had developed which was a combination of aikido and judo and hapkido and a bunch of different things and and uh, uh he focused more on on judo like with gene and then a lot of the i think that was like the that was in Burbank, California. So that was like right at the onset of like when MMA really started right. as far as for that kind of thing. Cause that was, you know, the seas were just in and all that kind of good stuff. And so, um, Benny Arquita used to come in there all the time. So it was a good gym in the sense that it wasn't like a foo-foo gym, but it was like real guys, you know, that are right. all capable. But, uh, and then, um, back in Tennessee, um, when I was, uh, before I started college and into college, I, uh, the brief time that I was there, went to, uh, there was a Korean CIA guy that had a little dojo and we went there and he did a lot of judo as well. So it was kind of, it was kind of good to, to get in there and get physical like that. But, uh, yeah, I always had an interest in it. I just old now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I always had an interest in it too, but the, my problem was, is I, I can't stand being hit. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
and, and, and I was never really good at it, even though I, I trained a little bit, you know, and, and, and it was a lot of fun, but, uh, my, my younger brother is the guy that was really good at that stuff. But, uh, but I love, I love yeah. watching it, man. I love um, watching, uh, MMA and, and been a big fan of it ever since it, uh, ever since it really got going, I guess. I mean, when it really became, you know, super popular with the uh, ultimate fighter and all that. You know, mm -hmm. so, yeah. When we talked last time, I, I was just so surprised at just, you know, just your, your background, and your history. And, you know, and then after we talked about your modeling and everything you did, and, and you sent me those pictures of you, I'm just going, okay, so th these pictures, I remember these pictures uh, from GQ magazine and, and whatever magazines. I mean, Versace ones and, and the Armani ones. I mean, now, did they use a lot of different people for those photos or, or were you like kind of like their, their go-to guy for that period of time? No, I mean, there, there were multiple people there um what bruce had a he 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 liked to use athletes and stuff so right i think i'd mentioned this last time i think that it it you know like on that particular shoot there was like uh a guy that was the middle linebacker for the miami hurricanes there was a guy that was a middle linebacker for oregon um there was a uh olympic wrestler there were a couple of water polo guys, or, you know, like college water polo players. So, right. I mean, he had a, I think the ideation and the creative direction behind everything that he shot was like, you know, young athletic you know, archetype for what, what he wanted to portray, whether that was through Calvin Klein or Ralph Lauren, or, I mean, he, he, he used for a lot of Ralph Lauren, he used like Buzzy Kerbox, which he's a, pro surfer and different mm -hmm. guys like that so it it you know for what they wanted to put out there for the for the branding for whatever that was that's that was kind of his mo i guess right there were two girls talisa soto and and gail elliott um were the two girls and then there were just a bunch of you know i think there were probably six to eight guys on that shoot on that particular one Gotcha. Gotcha. Now that and you, again, you'd said before that, uh, I mean, you weren't looking to get into modeling at all, but you were just approached by it. And was this, and, and what's, what was the photographer's name again? Uh, Bruce Weber. So okay. he, he, he came, so he had scouts that came around. There was a scout um, in Atlanta and then I kind of ended up going to one, uh, uh, Michael Howell was his name. He worked at a company called Arlene Wilson, and then he went and then sent me to Al David, who was, you know, worked with Bruce a lot on a bunch of different things down in Miami, and then I met Bruce, and then it just kind of whirlwind out of that. So, right, a, got you. Yeah. I'm the modern cowboy, you know. I mean, that's my podcast. I'm, I'm the guy yeah. that, you know, always always wanted to grow up on the ranch, and, and at this point in my life, I realize, you know, why that didn't happen. You know, the Lord's got a different plan, but – and I used to, I mean, buy GQ magazine all the time. And, you know, just it, 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 even though in the background, I always wanted to be a cowboy, but I had to, I lived in this different world to a certain degree too, because that's, that was my reality. So I just see, seeing that when you told me that just kind of really blew me away. And then also you, you did some soap operas and stuff too. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess, I guess the other thing that got me too is how um, it seemed like when, you know, when we talked before that, uh, you know, you did it, you, you know, you accomplished it, but you were just like kind of done with it and wanted to go live a different lifestyle. And, uh, uh, you know, the lifestyle that really that you came from, uh, is that, is that pretty much how it was? Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I mean, if you'd asked me in college, what, I, you know, when I grow up, what I wanted to do or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, it, when I first initially went to college, I was like, oh, I'll go be a doctor but i wasn't good at math i wasn't you know that minded that way i, was, mm -hmm. I had more of a creative kind of mind to where I, it was more uh i just thought I had different thought processes i guess for that so I, that's what ended me up and i switched out of a biology major like after the first quarter into more of an advertising something that I had to get my core courses in that I could go into advertising and Tennessee University of Tennessee has a great um you know that part of it is uh, you know that part of their school was awesome so I thought well I, you know maybe that's something I want to get into 
um, always drawn, you know, taking pictures and all that kind of stuff from a young age all the way up through. Cause I, so that, you know, when I say that I thought more visually than I did like linearly, right. you know, from a linear perspective, then it just made more sense for me to, you know, kind of go into advertising. And then when that happened, like when, um, uh, I met with those guys that, that were out of Atlanta, um, I had no clue what for, like I said, what Versace was. I, I was pronouncing it Versace or any, you know, <laughs> right, right. that point in time. And, and I, and I, there, I had no interest in doing that. And then they were like, well, this is how much money you can make. And I was like, okay, that would be great. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, long story short, that's just kind of how it happened. And uh, by happenstance, I kind of do everything backwards. Like, uh, like from that perspective, like I went, from not doing anything to doing like one of the, at that point in time in 1989, 1990, that, you know, the top of the game as far as for like with, you know, working with world-class photographer like Bruce Weber and, and people like Sam Shaheed, you know, were creative directing and, um, you know, people like Talisa Soto that was, you know, one of the models and Gail Elliott. And so, I mean, it was like, I got thrust into it, so I kind of had to work right. my way backwards from from the learning curve part of it. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, living in you know being 19 years old and going to Italy and living in Milan and not knowing a lick of Italian and having to kind of force myself in into the that you know to be able to right. eat, you have to learn how to speak, right. you know? And so, um, and then living in Paris and then between Milan and Paris and New York and Trinidad and Miami and LA, Santa Barbara and all these different places that I was just shooting. I mean, I did that, you know, statically for about two and a half years. So, um, it was a great experience by a lot of great people, still friends with some of them today. So it's, you know, I, I don't, looking back on it, it seems like a whole nother life ago, but, Right. Um, and then how it worked its way into, you know, getting to your point, it's how it worked its way out. It, it just, like I said, I'm not big into forcing things, like trying to put square pegs in round holes. They just don't work for me. I don't think, um, like I said, from a linear perspective of like, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this. Right. You know, it just, I, I kind of tend to go off of my gut more than I do anything else. And whether that's, you know, what I'm doing, who I'm working with, you know, mostly everything, the way that's kind of the way I approach everything in life. It's, it, it, you know, I have a map in my head, but that doesn't mean that necessarily, you know, where I picked up and jumped in the river and got on a boat and went up one way doesn't mean that I can't stop and get off and walk and see something different along the way. I'm still going to get to that same end point, whatever that is, or wherever that goal that I have is once right. I set that, but it, I don't try to force the issue to make it happen. I just kind of let things happen. So that's, you know, moving out to Montana, I knew that I wanted to be out here to hunt. And so all the time that I was spending in these places that I wasn't really suited for being, you know, New York city or Paris or, you know, cause I guess I was flexible enough in my approach to be able to meld myself in and live in those worlds. Right. But I didn't, take those worlds on right like, you know you in any city everything's square you know if, if you go down a, a city block and there's something or someone you want to get away from you have to like walk past them in some capacity to turn the corner in nature things can be a little bit more round and you know you can kind of move around you see how you know if a wolf and a elk come up on each other they're going to kind of skirt each other around or the wolf's just going to take right after. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know, I don't mean to get too, too woo-woo-y on you, but it's just, I just kind of, you know, felt more that I appreciate cities and what, everything that they have to offer, but I just I feel more grounded when I'm out in nature and, and, you know, places like that I live now in Montana or even in Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's awesome as far as, you know, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and all that kind of stuff. I just knew that yeah. I had to be, near to nature and and earthly things more so than man-made right. things 
So that's gotcha. in that that kind of stepped its way into me getting Montana and then hunting and then you know guiding a little bit and and working with horses and getting horses and owning horses and we had horses in Tennessee too, but not not they were more for recreational use than they were for you know here you're doing more like you know, packing and getting up into the mountains and you know those are useful in their own way and then ended up working some ranches and then like I say it just kind of led me down the path to to then like I said athletically to keep challenging myself to do something like rodeo and you know riding brocks and doing that kind of stuff it that it just that was just the next stepping stone to the next stepping stone to the next stepping stone so which brings me to where I am today, and I have no idea what I'm doing next. But it's like, <laughs> it's, al- it's always it's always fun to see. So, but yeah, I mean, I, well, I, I, I didn't I always had affinity for the West, and and you know, I say it a lot. Like, there's a lot of guys from some of the Navy SEALs that I've, I have the you know pleasure of knowing, or the Cowboys, or the Rodeo Cowboys, and, you know. Uh, big wave surfers, stuff like that. They're all the same. I think they're all, I think we all kind of have that go get them adrenaline junkie attitude at some point in our lives. And, you know, some people pass that point and some people just hang on to it. And it's like a, you know, live for everything you got. So I think all those jobs or lifestyles kind of meld into each other. Like you could take you could take Laird Hamilton like a big wave surfer, and if he'd right. have grown up in Wyoming on a ranch, he would have probably excelled just as much as he did as a big wave surfer. It's just a mindset, I think. Right. You know, cowboys, th- those type of guy. You know that 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 uh, no fear adrenaline junkie type guy. I mean, you know, it's just it's it's a mold, I think. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions, and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels, from professional team roping to the novice level? A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at FSRCattleCompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again. That's FSRCattleCompany.com. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, I totally get what you're saying, and, and it's funny. I'm just it was kind of looking uh, on, like on your Instagram and stuff, which is where I discovered you because of your photography and, and, and what you do. Uh, and that is your primary profession, correct? Photography, is, is, yeah. is that right? Yeah, right now it is, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and there's not many – you don't have many pictures of you on there, just a, a few. And I just realized I'm sitting here – as we're talking, I'm scrolling through. Uh, I went on Facebook because, and I see that we're not even friends on on Facebook. I just I just realized that. But this is because, like I said, yeah, I didn't see a lot of pictures of you. But here, there are more pictures of you on here now too, um, and, and, and your family on now, Facebook. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I Facebook. haven't. Yeah, shoot, I haven't updated that. I don't think I've been on Facebook in probably four years. <laughs> I need to I probably. Oh I, really? I probably should check it every once in a while, but I really don't. I just. <laughs> when, when Instagram came around, I, uh, you know, I utilized that for more of the business aspects of what I was doing, and and right. Facebook was right. good to keep up with friends and and family and stuff. But I just I, right. I I found it a little bit daunting, and then also I'm pretty private, so um, that's why you don't see anything on you. Instagram or anything like that of me. But um, yeah, but I, I probably I, I need to start doing that more just so I can acknowledge the you know how blessed I am with. The two children that Darcy and I have and my great incredible wife and you know those are the things that I appreciate that I, I kind of put that front forward facing part of my uh, personal life on 
not on hold, but uh, I kind of keep that to myself and try to try to show more of what I do from a working perspective or, you know, to help or collaborate with companies to make cool imagery that, that sells product or creates a, creates a right. brand for them. So that's, that's kind of my focus as of late. So. Exactly. Well, looking at it here, and again, like we're not we're not like friends on Facebook, but the last looks like the last thing you updated your your uh, your cover photo in uh, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So you haven't yeah. been on there for yeah. a while. Yeah, I haven't even <laughs> never even looked at it. In fact, somebody had a friend in Colorado. Just I guess he was been messaging me through Facebook rather than just calling or texting, and he finally was asking my right. wife like, "Chris, not use this Facebook anymore." I've been messaging and messaging. She goes, "No, just you gotta." <laughs> you gotta get him. I'm a I'm a phone call type of guy. <laughs> it's a lot easier to talk to me that way than through a social media platform. But but I I guess I've relegated myself to have to do that every once in a while. So yeah, that's funny. You know, just to your point about talking about you know just being adrenaline junkies and stuff. Uh, you know, and people that excel at area they're in. You know, they're that's just kind of like their personality type. And and uh, I was um, now we were at. A, uh, the Lost Dutchman Days rodeo out here, the GCPRA, mm-hmm. this past week, and there's some 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 young kids that ride bulls that uh, we do a little bit of stuff with, and and I was you know just back behind the shoots with them and and taking pictures and and uh, you know and, and I've I've been behind the shoots at different rodeos before, but only a couple times bull riding, you know, never anything like the PBR or whatever. But talking about the, the adrenaline, I mean, I, I literally, I mean, I got such an adrenaline rush back there just because of the, just the, the entire atmosphere is just electric you know and, and these guys are just so pumped up and and then it, i was just remembering about when i had uh oh a couple guys that uh, uh started uh, that company tribe skate they're they're both navy seals mm-hmm. uh and uh they, they started a skate company because the one the one guy was uh when, when i was interviewing me said you know we went to san diego to to be a pro uh skater and uh ended up in in uh in the uh, military out there and ended up in, you know, becoming a Navy SEAL. But uh, they were talking about, they did some stuff with the PBR too. And, and, um, and they said, you know, when they were back behind the shoots and these guys were getting ready to ride bulls, you know, they get that same kind of look that, you know, they would get, or they, their friends would have, or people, you know, guys that they were getting ready to, you know, uh, engage in some kind of, you know, military action when, when they're deployed. And, uh, um, you know, the, uh, that adrenaline just is, it's just, it's crazy. And, and when I was back there, I mean, I'm, I'm like way too old to, you know, hardly ride a bicycle <laughs> uh, at times, but, uh, but I'll tell you, man, I mean, you just, you feel like you want to throw your leg over one of those bulls when you're behind there. You know, I just, I, I got that rush and I could see how, man, I, you know, none of the guys that I was with, you know, made the, well, the day before there was like 20 riders, nobody, nobody rode. And then that day there was 20 and two guys rode, you know? So, I mean, it's the, the, the curve is hard, you know, to, to even try to, you know, finish one, but uh, relate to that comment you made just about the adrenaline and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, like I say, it's no different than I guess what those big wave surfer guys, like when they're oh, challenging, yeah. you know, it's, it's more of a challenge to yourself. I mean, I think that's where people, you know, find growth and challenges and that's, you know, probably in right. some weirdo way, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, you want to, you want to conquer something, not that, not that you're doing that with the animals and road, but like it, it's, you know, right. you're, you're, you're set, you set milestones for yourself, whatever you do, goals, whatever you want to call them. And then you, you like to accomplish those things because it, creates growth and through that growth creates knowledge and so yeah it's a yeah it's pretty simple yeah yeah pretty crazy you know you're going to college you you get approached by this this scout oh what what was the where was the first place you went i mean once you once you realize hey you know they're going to pay me to do this and uh obviously you know you you you're you're genetically inclined i mean you, you know you're you're one of those guys that you just like you get better looking over the years you know and just you know, you go from one phase to the next. Oh, that's the other thing too. The pictures, I don't know if I mentioned this before, you know, you sent me pictures of all those, uh, or, or a bunch of the shoots and mm-hmm. stuff that you'd had from before. And, um, it's just crazy, man. Like, uh, you know, all the looks that you had and just, uh, um, you know, just, 
it's just just incredible. Did you did you realize that you like had that before? Had that potential before? You know, they discovered you. No, heck no. I mean, I I still I wonder why half the time. But I mean, it's like I don't. I didn't <laughs> like I said. I didn't put too much thought into it as far as for, right. you know that kind of thing. I mean, I I guess I, I guess you know having parent you know parents that look good <laughs> you know you kind of genetically come out of that I, if there's anything right. i mean I, I like to work out i like to stay, like i said do physical things and athletic things and so to stay in shape was just part part of it but um but uh yeah i didn't really i didn't really put much stock in into any of that stuff it was uh when, when i first left though uh tennessee i mean i went down to atlanta uh for a little while before i ended up uh, doing that, the main job that I got hired for, that Versace job, and, and um, did some stuff for Macy's and stuff like that. You know, catalog, because catalog paid back then. I mean, that was where you're, as far as for doing that kind of work, you wanted to have at least two or three days of catalog for the week, and then that, that you know, one or two days would make your month. So just any, any that you could add on top of that was even better. So, um, so with that said, yeah, the uh, Atlanta, and then we shot the Versace stuff in San Francisco, like up and around Marin County, and all that stuff. Lost, mm-hmm. and like I say, that was back in '89, and then that was for right. the winter '90-'91 Versace stuff. So, um, yeah, so it was interesting. And then, at, then when the campaign broke and um, show season started uh, for the men's shows in Milan. The, they flew me out for that, and then I stayed worked in Milan for a while, and then went to Paris, and then back to Milan, and then to Trinidad, and then back to Milan, and then to Miami. And, you know, it was just, it was a, like I say, I was on a plane, like, literally probably every two, two and a half days. So, needless to say, I don't, really? I, I try to drive everywhere <laughs> now, <laughs> but, um, you know, as much as I can, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's it, a whole, whole different world different mindset but like i said i'm glad i experienced it it's you know helped make me who i am but it, it was a little bit of uh culture shock by you know sorts right but but you but you i mean obviously i mean you realize how many how many guys would l- love to have been able to experience you know, that, I, don't, I mean back then nobody i don't know how much I was talking to somebody about this the other day about how the social media platforms and you know things of that nature have changed pretty much everything. I mean, just the accessibility right. to really anybody or anything, and you know, purchasing clothes online or you know, not having to shop or like might sound like a crotchety old man, but like things were so much. Simpler, like I didn't have this thing that I carried around with me everywhere I went. You know, the phone, and you weren't right. looking at. You know, there wasn't as much self promotion or that kind of stuff. Which more power to people if they do that. But like I, I just I right. even back then or even now, I just it's not one of my strong suits, or I don't think like that way. I just, you know, like, like I said, I just want to create full imagery and tell stories through images. That's kind of my thing. So. Right. And, and, and maybe I'm just looking at it from, you know, a, uh, an immature, uh, ego type thing. Cause you know, I mean, I remember, I mean, 89, 88, I graduated from chiropractic college in, in the Bay mm-hmm. Area. So, you know, um, and when I, when I went to the Bay Area to go to, to go to school, it was culture shock, shock for me because I was from up in Northern California yeah. and, um, you, you know, up there in the foothills in Placer County. And, and, uh, I, mean, I did not like it at all, but that being said, still, um, you know, uh, doing what I did, you know, I wore suits and, you know, and I like fat, I like fat. I still mm-hmm. love fashion. I love fashion on all, on all sides, but you know, obviously I, I'm more into Western culture and fashion. And that's what I wear every day, but I still love nice suits and ties and whatever. But, uh, so, you know, back then I would just think, I mean, you'd get the, like you said, there wasn't social media. 
So you get the newspaper and have the ads in it. And you get the Macy ads. Oh, let's see what, which suits are on sale, what ties, they, you know yeah. what I mean? And so I guess from my, from my perspective, looking at it from back then, a, a guy that got to do what you got to do, um, I, you know, I just, uh, it's just, it would be phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, I don't I mean, mean to, I don't, yeah, I don't mean to sound trite or like, oh, it was nothing. No, that, I know I, you I don't. Just, I, I know you I, don't. I think, <laughs> I guess from the the point I was trying to make, or the 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 like the accessibility of people now, like see somebody in a Versace right. ad or you know what a Wrangler ad or Levi's ad or whatever, you could probably, in a matter of like. 10 minutes find that person and follow them and see what right. their life's like and all right. that kind of stuff so i guess it's that that's right. where i'm saying it's just a, a different different deal exactly so yeah but um yeah, yeah. it's it, like i said I don't, I don't mean to slough it off like oh yeah it's the, you know it, i was super super blessed to be able to you know go down the road that i went to to you know where right. i am now but like i said i kind of feel like that was a whole different lifetime ago like somebody will do like absolutely I got friends that like to you know google pictures and like send them to me like randomly just to text them <laughs> old pictures and stuff like that and that's it's funny just, you know it's funny but it's like i say it's like holy cow you know it's a whole whole different yeah whole different space so well i think i think too it's you know it's uh, just a testament to how how humble you are and down to earth. You know, I mean, I'm I'm the one making a big deal out of it. I mean, I, I had you on the podcast, I had no idea, you know, that you were this superstar, you know, chiseled jaw, um, nah. you know, cover for uh, for those, you know, uh, romance novel, you know, uh, supermodel kind of dude. So it just it was it was like, man, it just was fascinating because because I, I know you are a down to earth, you know, cowboy and and uh, and. Uh, so for, for me and, and just from there I came from, you know, you know, it's just, it's fascinating and, and super cool. But that being said, still, I'm, I'm the them kids I was with this past week, some good, some good guys, I'm really great kids, man. And, and, uh, they know you, uh, the one kid, you know, uh, actually we were, we were one deal and he goes, yeah, he goes, I actually won this, this buckle at one of the ropings that you mm-hmm. put on. And, uh, and, uh, the, and both the kids are really good looking and, and, you know, so we, we did some pictures with them and stuff and, and I said, man, I guess, you know, you guys ever think about modeling, you know, and the one guy's got long hair, just, uh, you know, and got the chiseled looking figures, uh, you know, features and stuff. Because, well, people have told me that, you know, and I'm thinking, well, if I was somebody like, you know, got a hold of, uh, of Chris back in the day, if, if, if I was, you know, so, uh, an agent or something, I said, I, I might, you know, shop you around. But anyway, it just, just, just kind yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think with here again in today's day and age, you can, people can capitalize, you know, if they want to do that, there's, there's lots of space to do right. that. And now, especially from an influencer standpoint to, to getting out right, in exactly. front of these companies. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the, the way of the world today, which is, like I said, it's totally different than, than when I had started in that arena, but like it's, it's, uh, right. it's also, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. It's just how, which way you yeah. want to wield it, I guess. So, yeah. exactly. Now, so now you're working with uh, uh, different companies mm-hmm. now, like like you said, uh, building, help them build their brands and mm-hmm. stuff. Who, who who's the? Do you, do you have like a major brand that you work with mostly, or? No, I mean, right now there's a lot of irons in the fire as far as for uh, possibilities. I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to. To, you know to get some offers luckily that that would have required me to once again move to a place that you know oh. that i probably wouldn't flourish in or feel like that my family could flourish right. in so um turn those down but i try to you know stay in line with some of the companies that did have that but i, I want to make sure that you know i've got my mental capacities and my spiritual capacities <laughs> intact so right, right now we're, right, we're in you. montana and i'm fortunate enough with the companies that i'm working with to um be able to do that do that from here and not have to um to to you know forfeit any kind of lifestyle from that standpoint gotcha. so um 
so yeah, I mean, just in that, just a, a couple with um, Modern Huntsman. I don't know if you've seen their um, magazine. You, you know, I I actually I actually have, yeah. yeah. And I and when I, when I googled it around because you know because my podcast is Modern mm-hmm. Cowboy, and then uh, whenever I see the word modern, I'm like. Oh, that's cool. So I, I had seen that. Yeah. So I have, I've have followed, I've followed them and checked out. Yeah, so, so you're working they're, with them. They're a great publication. I mean, talk about just visuals that'll blow your mind with all the great photographers that they work with and the, and the companies that they work with. I mean, it's, it's top of the line. Tyler Sharp is uh, running that now and he's just killing it. So he's doing an awesome job with that. So he reached back out because I was a guest editor on the first issue and, and it kind of started with, uh, you know, Brad, when he very first started it as an Instagram page and we started talking and, you know, I had a lot of ideas for him. And then, um, they were based out of Texas and Tyler was down in Texas at the time. And then Tyler moved up here and stayed at our guest house for guest cabin for quite a while. And so, um, long story short, um, after getting back and, and Tyler's here now, moved to Montana and I've been, you know, asked by them to help create a direct, um, for them. And, um, I'm working with them and, you know, it's said helping that move forward. Cause they're, like I say, I'm, I'm kind of jumping on a moving train in that regard. Cause they, they've really taken it to the next level since, since that reception. Right. So that's been good. Um, Shepler's, um, doing some stuff with Shepler's, um, uh, some other companies uh, overseas. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of stuff that will be coming out soon that I've, I'll wait and talk about that when it comes out. But yeah, there's some there's some good stuff in the works. And then, like I say, I've got a couple of good lead lines in the water right now, waiting to see how those pan out. And like I said, if I can do them from here, it makes it a lot easier on me, and I feel like I'm a lot more creative here. Um, Right. I find that a lot of times, like people that, you know, being a creative, you, I don't want to find myself getting, you know, my inspiration from Google, you know, sitting at a computer. I, gotcha. can't, I can't do that. And I don't know how companies can even entertain the thoughts of having people develop right. stuff from a creative standpoint like that. I mean, true inspiration, I don't think can be found in a, in a cubicle looking at a screen, doing a search, you know, through a search engine. Um, I've never right. really considered myself, you know, a spectator. So, um, mm-hmm. I kind of look at that from that perspective. And these are a lot of, I'm just reiterating a lot of the conversations that I've been having lately with, CEOs of companies or, or creative directors of other companies or things like that. Like to, I think for, for brands to really uh, maneuver, maneuver themselves from, from truth or from honesty and, and you know what could, cause consumers can smell out the, the junk pretty quick. Um, it's like right. the, I always give the, the uh, old, analogy of the gladiator gladiator arena like if, if you want if you want to develop something for your your brand like you got to hire people that have been in the arena and been lopping off heads and and you know doing the dirty work and getting bloody um right from some standpoint you can use the guys that are in the stands that are cheering and clapping right. and, and looking at it but so many brands as of late it seems like they're just trying to throw whatever they can at the wall of the stick and you know you get whether it's art directors or somebody else that kind of impede the process because they're not even in the arena they're not even in the stadium they're outside the stadium and all they can do is hear the crowd or hear what's going on in the arena and then they make assumptions as to what's going on in the arena so they don't know if there's a tiger in there and you're fighting a tiger. They don't know if it's two people fighting, if it's what it is, but they're giving you their <laughs> two cents on what's going on. And so I, I'm a big proponent of like, you know, and all this is totally subjective, but I'm a big proponent of hiring people that do the things that you need done or what your consumer is consuming. Like have a wellspring right. of, of, an inside out approach rather than an outside in approach. I think that that benefits people, you know, 
you don't want to fail your customer by not being authentic. And I think that's the biggest thing and the biggest, biggest problem, you know, that I see today. Just, you know, you got to be committed to something. You can't just be interested in it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Right. But, like, yeah, but do you do it? <laughs> you know, do you, and you live. Right. You know, and I think that's what right. Montana is for me. Like, we keep talking, I keep bringing that back to Montana and, and being in a place. And I think, just as a creative on my and the way my mind works, like I, my surroundings, like really, really impact me, you know, in the creative space that I have for myself. That's, you know, that's all important. I mean, I'm looking out my office window here now, I'm looking at the, you know, immigrant peak and, and Chico peak and there's these beautiful mountains and, you know, the horses are right outside the door and it's land yeah. and it's open space and it's, big blue skies and you know that's that's what fuels me to to do what i do and like like, and here again you know another little misconception would be like people are like oh you're just a western photographer oh you're just a cowboy photographer like no i can shoot everything like i have an affinity for the things that i have an affinity for and like i say it's a wellspring of stuff that's coming inside out but like those are all people I know. Those are all people that I, like most of the people on my Instagram page I've known for over 20 years or, you know, at least. So those are, it's not just like, Oh, I got to work with X, Y, Z or, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, uh, all those people like my buddy, Mark Kohler, that's a, an artist, a watercolor artist. He's a great, western artist he lives down in, in texas he does other stuff as well but um he was going to do a book called the ones that i think it was something called like the ones that brung me or something like that and he had come up here when another buddy and i were starting cults here at the house and and jeremy was a horseshoer so i was helping him and doing some stuff with you know in that capacity and mark had come up and wanted to hang out with some montana cowboys and he followed us around for a little while and he goes done some beautiful paintings and stuff of Jeremy and I was uh, lucky enough to be in one of his books and stuff like that and he was going to do a book called The Ones That Brung Me So, and those are the ones that he's painted that kind of brought, you know, elevated him to the success that he's having and I feel that same way with the with the subjects that I get to photograph like I'm just, right. that's just stuff that I've got in my head that I have to get out you know, and, and Instagram only gives right. you like one nth of <laughs> of that but like oh, yeah you know i'm there's only one of me so i can't i'd love to get a new website up soon i'm still working on it i've been working on it for a couple of months but um yeah there's a lot of stuff that that i feel like people can do um that that you know from the standpoint of lending their expertise to something as far as like if you've done it then you know you know but how many of those ads right. do you look at right. probably and you're like you know, the, the companies that are trying to, you know, I'll just give you the Western example because we're, you know, talking here on this platform, but like they're holding their hands wrong on the reins or they're, you know, right. backwards on their saddle. <laughs> There's those little things. Right. Most right. people, you know, 95% of the people that are looking at them probably don't even notice it, but I'm just a right. huge proponent of, like I said, out inside out rather than outside in because that way, you know, you have you have that broad mass appeal and it and it's authentic and I think that's 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 yeah. a, that's a true sense of great branding. So. Yeah, it's funny because right when you said that, it just came to mind. I just saw this the other day, and and for some reason I cannot remember who the guy was in the photo or even what it was for. But the rope he had, I, I right when I saw it, I go, that is a super old nylon rope. That thing is stiffer than you know. <laughs> a cable i go you could not rope with that thing and you know and then the tail of the rope's not in the right place and, and you, you just all that and, and when you see that it, it really does spoil it yeah i mean and it, it <laughs> you makes know? you think twice about the company i mean and that's what that's what i'm trying to to you know collaborate with some companies on as far as for like making sure that everything is legit because you like say people can see through that and you, you just you know, it's just one of those things. It's like you see people with, you know, swinging a rope, and then you look down, and they're riding a cutting saddle, and there's no 
rubber or <laughs> right. wheelhide on that yeah. horn and you're like oh okay right. like go ahead <laughs> i like my fingers yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. uh exactly but, i mean you know it's just little things and and it's it's all about the details i mean that's another thing i'm huge on so like it, it's the, the details are what make it and and legitimize it and and bring it to the to the level that it needs to be brought to so yeah, but you know, too, because I, I, we're we're sitting here as we're talking, and I'm 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 got a big screen up, and and I'm just scanning through you know your photographs on your Instagram because I mean they're just captivating. But you know, like what you're talking about, uh, you know, really, you know, really being the creative and really capturing and 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 really getting a message across that you know somebody else isn't doing. Uh, do you see? Do you, do you see? in this day and age, you know, since everybody's got a camera, everybody, you know, taking pictures and that, and, and, you know, you can tell, look at your pictures. I mean, they, they have a, a, a very distinct look to them, all of them, you know, and they're very uh, unique, all of them. And uh, so do you think that that's something that, you know, drives your, you know, your creative side too, just having to even, you know, up your game even more, or is it just something that just, you know, comes from inside? Like, you know, you just, you you just need to convey that and get that out as as an art like a like a songwriter's got to write a song. Yeah, I think it. You know, you you. Yeah, gotta, I think it's more like the songwriter. Like I said, I've got I have to have brain dump, and there's things that I want to do, and I have to get those out of my head so I can go to the next thing. Because it's it's right. It's like mental mental or creative constipation. Like if I don't get it, I don't get it out, it's right. It's stopping <laughs> up and it's backing me up, and I need I really need to get. There are certain things that I have to do to get out of you know to move on to the next piece and somewhere swirling around inside i know what the next piece is but like this is the main thing i'm focused on it i have to move you know through that to get to get to that next one and like i said i try not to force or push those things but sometimes you have to but i prefer not to um right yeah but i, th- I think you know the universe is a mirror to some degree. My buddy, my buddy in Tennessee used to say that all the time. And, and what you put out there is what you get back. And, and, and right. that's, I'm just, these are all things that are swirling around in my head. And like I said, these are an hint of what there are. Like I say, I'm, 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 I'm showing people on Instagram, but I'm, I'm really showing them like everybody else, what I want them to see or what is coming out of my head, but it's not everything, you know, it's not my end all be all. Right. My Instagram page is not my website. It's not my, it's just a small interpretation of work that I've done for companies or right. personal work or whatever. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, yeah, those are just, that. that's kind of a, if you had a palette, that's the, those are all the colors in the palette that are on my palette right now. I may set that one down and, and do something totally different next week you know who knows but but right. um as of right now these are the things that are that are taking up space at least on a social media platform <laughs> so yeah right right so, and i don't i don't do share you, everything do you, so it, it makes it easier like i said i'm pretty pretty private as far as from the family part of it and but at the same time right. like even with some of the work i don't i don't put it all out there like it's it would get overwhelming. Like I'd drive myself crazy. So. <laughs> now, do you do you have a, a gallery in your home, or do you have photographs that have been enlarged or framed? Uh, I mean, do, no. you, do you do any of that kind of work too? No, I, I don't. Uh, no, I, I probably should. Or a lot of people come to the house expecting to to see that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We just we've just got a Montana cabin, like <laughs> pretty much a cool <laughs> cool horse camp. But um, but in the in in my office here, I mean, yeah, looking around, there's there's the, all the walls are full of pictures, and they're just right. rodeo pictures, like from buddies and stuff like that, and they're all signed. And you know, how, it used this used to be the bar. Right. Now it's turned into the office now that I'm older. But um, yeah, and there's an old Born to Buck poster, a big Born to Buck, you know, Casey Tibbs movie, Born to Buck poster. And um, right. 
So those those are the things that are in this room in this office area, but like other than in the house, no. And as far as for gallery, I just started make doing prints. I just now started doing that, so I'm in the midst of. Uh, you know, I had a show in Malibu, California, that um, I was invited to uh, be a part of, and so we went and did that. So I had a lot of uh, frame prints for that, and those I just got back last week. So. Um, um, They'll be going up in a place on Main Street in Bozeman. Um, I've got some friends that own a really cool coffee shop on Main Street in Bozeman called Rockford. And um, so talk to talk to Brian and Kristen. And so we're going to put those up in there just to save space for me here at the house. So I don't have them all just lean against the wall. But we're going to they'll be up there for a while. And then, um, yeah, and then interior designers reach out quite a bit and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, I'm just now getting into the mix of like actually making prints and and framing prints because I'd looked for a long time at the right person to help me with that endeavor. Like I said, I like to work with the best and found a great guy here in Livingston, Montana at Park Photo and he does framing and printing for me. So he's just, uh, you know, pretty meticulous and uh, that's what I was looking for. And so, yeah, we're moving, moving forward with that. So that's cool. So you were you you had a show in Malibu then, huh? Did you mention that last time um, you were that that was coming? Yeah, I may have. Um, it was with yeah. um. So there's another photographer that I've known when he was even starting. He was another one of those athletes. I think he shot with Bruce too, and then um, I know he worked with Herb Brits a couple of times, and then uh, he assisted Herb Brits for a long time. His name's Brian Bowen Smith. Um, just a great photographer i mean he does really cool stuff he's a lot of the movie posters and stuff you see out now he's probably shot most of those you can he's got a really cool instagram page you should look at but um did it with him and then what was his name brian bowen what was his name brian bowen smith so um he's on there and then um uh, another girl named kimberly curly curly um she does like wild mustangs and is like mm -hmm. the top, like as far I pronounced her last name wrong. Kimberly Curl. I want to add an e at the end because her first name has it. But hers, hers is Kimberly, K-I-M-E-R-L-E-E-C-U-R-Y-L. -E -E photography, all one word. She does. She's a okay. fine art equine photographer. And she takes really cool pictures of these wild horses. So it was the three of us, and we did a. Did a show there at um, near Brian's house in Malibu, and it was pretty cool. It's like, I mean, like the people that showed up for it because of Brian and stuff was like um, Josh uh, Brolin was there and Cindy Crawford. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty neat to you know have and and he had a great showing for everything, so it was it's pretty cool. So. That's that's very cool. So you, so there, there you go again. You, you're rolling back in with the uh, elite movie stars. Yeah, Josh Brolin, super cool. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he, he actually, um, Brian, myself, and Darcy, my wife, and Hunter and Hannah, and and uh, Josh's wife and his little girl. We all went to this thing the next day together um, called Mer Mercado Salgado, which is a Thing they do i think once a year there in in the malibu area and kind of the hills and uh, it was fun hunter and hunter and josh hit it off and josh bought him a really cool hat like a cowboy hat and while we were there and they <laughs> hunter's all about being uh he hopes to be a navy seal when he grows up like say he's 10 now right his hair down to his elbows <laughs> he's a wild man but um him and josh hit it off after uh, after talking after about the first couple of sentences and Brian had our, Brian had made an introduction of who Hunter was to Josh before Hunter got to meet him and and uh, Brian called Hunter over to meet Josh while we were at the show there and he's like come over here and he goes he looks at Josh Bridges and he goes or Josh Bridges <laughs> Josh doesn't seal Josh Brolin and he said hey are you were you Thanos and he goes yeah are you Hunter so it was like Blue Hunter's mind that he knew <laughs> he knew his name. So he he was like very very like he's really down to earth. 
Ryan's like that. He's got all Ryan and Shay, his wife Shay, um, is the one that put the show on and they're just great people. Shay was uh she's from the south as well, from Alabama mm-hmm. and then um Ryan used to be a professional inline skater, so that's how he oh. he got into the business. But yeah, super cool people. That's that's awesome. So now, did you was did you just have you know your art on display or were you selling it or Yeah, yeah, um we were we were doing a show and it was um it was called Stay Wild and it was it mm-hmm. was for um I'll think of the name of it in a second. Um the free is like for free wild horses, I believe. Is, mm-hmm. is, I think that's their okay. Instagram page, but it was, you know, I, I got asked by Brian and, and Shay to participate, and um, I didn't know much about what they do or how they did that stuff. But um, as far as for they they do stuff for America's wild horses and trying to keep them wild right. and that kind of stuff. So yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what it was for. So a percentage of the of the sales went to them. Very cool. Very, very cool, man. Well, man, we've been uh, burning up the time here for the last hour. When we talked, when I told you I wanted to have you on again, we we talked. I said, hey, we don't even, if you don't, if you don't want to publish this, I won't even publish it because I was just so fascinated, you know, to, to talk to you again. And and now, now you got me again because I'm, I'm not, I'm not guy that gets all starstruck and you, you now you say you nonchalantly tell me you're hanging out in Malibu with you got this uh, show that you're doing with your work and and you're hanging out with Josh Brolin. So now I'm even, you know, more mesmerized. <laughs> I loved him in, in in No Country for Old Men. Yeah, My yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like I say, he's just as <laughs> just as neat in person as he is out there. You know, there's no no ego, no nothing. And, I mean, and that's where you know a lot of those a lot of those people have have their own things going on and you know but good on them but like you know when you meet somebody like him and his wife and his family there that that's it's it's pretty neat to see like i said it's even cooler that he him and hunter headed off like it was neat being there with him and stuff but like that you know it was neat for her to hang out with him so that's so great so great well, hey, we're on the same we're on the same time zone now, aren't we? Though I mean, I'm in Arizona, you're in Montana. I think we're both on Mountain Time. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's six here now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're 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 going on uh, Joe Rogan podcast time almost now. Probably going to be the longest. Had, so <laughs> well, I'll, hope I didn't talk your ear off or get too, uh, like I said, woo the young. No, yet, no, man. I, I I enjoy talking to people and 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 you know what it's it's one of those things I always you know i it's it's neat to have people reach out you know as much as i've fussed about instagram sometimes like in in social media platforms all together like i say that's why i kind of got off of the facebook thing but um right right but it's it's neat for you know when we have people reach out and you know ask about certain things i always i, I mean i've always been a, a big proponent of like do you want to know the answer go to the source, ask the source, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. So, um, so it's always neat to have, you know, young, old, new, different photographers, like always reach out and, you know, like Brian and I just talked the other day, like, uh, he's like, how did, how are you doing this again? Or how'd you do this? And I was like, well, it's from a program that you showed me, but here, let me walk you back through it. Right. He's like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so it's it's one of those type of things that it's it's always fun. Like even as somebody as well established as Brian to somebody who's just getting started and wanting to know what's the best equipment to get, I always I always love to field those questions because I always had people that helped me. So I always want to pay it forward yeah. and always feel that that's a that's a great place to start, especially for creatives because you know for if it's from what to charge to to how do I do this to how do I, you know, they're, they're just specific things that everybody has a specific question on, but it's, it's kind of neat to, to be able to sit down with them. And we'll, we're, we're talking about doing some workshops at some point sometime soon. And okay. so that'll be good for, for people to actually 
you know, I can only explain so much over the phone, and that's what I typically try to right. do. I, I can answer them the smaller questions back through messaging, right. but um, or an email. But I prefer to always talk, and um, it, it'll be a good way for me to be able to sh actually show people like this, you know, my workflow, and and just like right anything else you know you get it it's subjective so you got to take it for what it's worth but pull out the good things that you like about it and somebody else may have showed you something totally different and utilize that in that space but you know those are those are things that um it's always neat when if i reach out to somebody like you know jim krantz or who's a great photographer he was a marlboro photographer for years and and just super talented super creative and and he always has time. Like, there's not one time that I've ever like, hey, can I ask you something? And then they're like, no. You know, he, it's it's that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. So I always want to always wanna be like that and, and make sure that we, you know, help people who are interested. Like I said, there's a difference between interest and commitment. And if they're committed and they show me they're committed by reaching out and, and trying to utilize what I'm helping them with, I'm, I'm happy to do so. So. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, hey, Chris, I better, I better let you go, man. This great talk with you again. I hope, I hope I didn't, uh, you know, sound too stupid with some of the things we talked about, and 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 even some of the direction, the way I I thought the you know our conversation was going to go, it, it it didn't actually go exactly that way, but it went the way it was supposed to go, I think. And and again. I'm just fascinated at, at the end of it. So uh, I, I really appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate, I, I, I appreciate and, you including me on your podcast. I mean, I've, I've been listening to them, you know, since. And like I said, the first one I heard was the one you did with Ross Coleman and, and super cool. And I love <laughs> the one you did with Luke Snyder, you know, after us talking. And, and um, I've got a whole slew of slew of good people to, to push your way whenever you want that list. So um, I'm happy to do that. There's some There's some really good guys out there that are – and girls that are living the, the the cowboy lifestyle and and you know and as we talked about before too you don't have to be necessarily born into it but it's one of those things that i think a lot of people gravitate toward and, and rightly so because it's you know the kind of the, the kind of things that that what the lifestyle stands for you know as far as for uh you know heritage and grit and you know, authentic and yeah. tough and revered and, you know, whether good or bad or, or fearless or, you know, the yeah. virtues that, 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 that the lifestyle holds. I mean, I think that's what I gravitate toward. But I know a lot of the guys that, that have come into it, you know, later in life or, or were actually, you know, or even ones that were born into it. I mean, it's one of those things that it's a, it's a good way to be. Yes, sir. And no, sir. And yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Or always, and the tip of the hat's always going to get you a lot further than a couple of dirty words I can think of. So, <laughs> absolutely, man, I agree with yeah. you, hundred yeah. percent. Right, Chris, well, hey, man, I'll let you get back to your family and stuff, and then, uh, like I said the other day, man, I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to get up there to Montana, come come up there and see you as soon as the snow melts. Yeah, anytime. It's it's <laughs> so, melting, but get. Give, give her a month or two because it, it, we could always get another another snowstorm tomorrow. But yeah, you're welcome up anytime. We'd love to have you, and uh, I sure appreciate appreciate your time. And and there again, thanks again for including me in what you're doing. So you bet, Chris. We'll, we'll talk okay. soon, man. Thank you, sir. Right. You bet. Take care. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the rope and pin We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play your speed But I give her hell, he never can tell 
Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money You were always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the roping pen And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the roping pen. Well, I ain't no player or speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pair of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the